Welcome to Tech Bytes with TechNext. Here, we bring to you a brief roundup of everything exciting about the tech space across Africa and indeed the entire globe. From startup announcements to new inventions and the latest buzz boosts on the social space, we will be sharing industry important highlights and exploring the news within the news. We will also be bringing industry experts to share opinions about major news for the week. And most importantly, watch out for our exciting future for this week. We are sure it will be an exciting session you won't want to miss. Let us begin. We are here again. <laughs> Are you just coming from the church? Because I don't understand. No, it's, it's not going to be. Father, we are. It's going to be people. We are here. <laughs> Hello, everyone. Uh, this is another edition of um, Tech Bytes by Tech Next. And um, I'm Omole. And with me is. And I'm Larry. The foundational tech bro. Of course. Thank I you. Like, very I don't like saying that anyway. <laughs> <laughs> yes. So we are here again, right? Um, This past week, you know, World Cup, you know, all of that. Yeah. Uh, the big teams have gone home. Mm-hmm. I like and to they say, keep going on. They sent them. They <laughs> <laughs> said, "Imagine Morocco qualifying." We are happy. Did Africa, you expect that? Did you go expect Africa. That? Did you expect that? Did you expect that? Uh, I, it was a fifty-fifty for me actually. Morocco, I've actually played well. Yeah. yeah, and Spain. Yeah, they've just had one very huge win. The other ones were not convincing. So, I was, I was actually like, it could go both ways. So even if they, um, you know, go further, you know, Moroccans are going to have a day to December. <laughs> I expect that. Um, yeah. Talking about dirty December in the tech space, you know, a lot mm. of things are happening. Layoffs, you know, shutdowns. <sighs> yeah. It's been a difficult time for the tech space, not just in Africa actually. Um, it's global. Uh, yeah, it's a global. People thing. are losing their jobs. Mm. People are getting salary slashes, and it's December. Yeah. So anyway, um, our hearts are with those yeah. who have lost their jobs, and you know. From shutdowns and from layoffs, um, so yeah, as we usually do, we are going to um, give you the updates, news, exciting news updates from mm-hmm. Africa and across the entire globe, and also we'll be talking about we have a discuss today, you know, about the new CBN cash withdrawal limit. Yeah, that's been like a and very how it will affect everyone. Mm-hmm. Of course, that's that topic, has been like a major, topic of the major <laughs> discussion <laughs> this, this week for the next three months, even <laughs> after it's uh, okay, it has been suspended, but. Uh, before then, a lot of people are going to talk about it, you know, yeah. and um, a lot of people don't know about it. So yeah, that's why we are here, you know, to tell of you course. about we are here again. what yeah, <laughs> what it is about. And we have somebody who is going to join us um, later, so you have to stay, you know, to get the juice out of it. Um, so yes, if you have not subscribed to our podcast channel, podcast channel rather, uh, please do. What like, are you waiting for? Share, subscribe, comment, you know, tell your family and friends about it. This is Tech Bytes by Tech Next. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. So, anybody's sponsoring this? Yeah, we have our friends at Polygon and Whitebeats, and they are the sponsors of this podcast. Mm-hmm. Shout out to you guys. Yeah, so let's go around the world of tech in 10 minutes. Uh, All right. Yeah. To be so, layoffs. Layoffs continued this week again. Mm-hmm. Move was the, l- I mean, latest to move employees out. Yeah, <laughs> it says move. I mean, Eminem <laughs> should feature me. <laughs> so move quietly dismissed uh, its employees, right? Uh, a report came out that uh, an undisclosed number of employees had been laid off, you know, and... You use, you use the word quietly. 
Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, they didn't make an announcement until the report came out and they made a statement. Mm-hmm. And their statement was that the employees were not laid off because of the current wave of layoffs, you know, their market conditions and everything, that they were laid off because of gross misconduct and some other things wow yeah i mean that's that's a new like reason they piled for it up layoff. for them and like okay <laughs> it's time <laughs> yeah that's a new reason it's time for, for you to go. Uh, and the layoff was said to have happened in november all right and the employees would be getting like three months severance pay so people are like even after gross misconduct yeah so interesting movies just like you're just doing that as, as a form of goodwill you know mm, yeah in case you don't know movies the mobility the mobility fintech startup they have uh, a partnership with uber and several other uh, in several other markets you yeah. know they have partnership with suzuki tesla toyota automobile brands. I don't know if you've seen those small Suzuki cars that you see all around, you know, Ubago yeah, and yeah. stuff. Yeah, it's it's a move thing. And it was founded by Ladi Delano and Gide Odunsi in 2019. They offer revenue-based vehicle financing to startups. You know, I was at Milamo yesterday and I saw a lot of people at the move, um, the move um, shop. Yeah. Like, what are so when the news of layoff <laughs> came about, time. people were like, okay, what happened? <laughs> and it has raised over 140 million in debt financing and equity in 2022 alone. So that's that's a lot. Hmm. That's a lot. Hopefully, uh, it is what it is. Yeah, hopefully it is what it is. All right, moving on. Kenya's CBK um, has reintroduced charges for transactions. You know, these charges were stopped in mm. 2020, March 16, yeah. because of the COVID-19 right i mean so that's to but ease back off now. yeah to ease off the the stress of the economic thing on on these citizens but now it's back or they will be 61 percent less than what it was or what it should be uh but they are back now hallelujah so we reduce the percentage yeah right so when you're transacting between your wallet to bank or wallet or bank to wallets you know transactions uh, yeah. you get charged now as from january 1st 2023. I hope it doesn't. It's not too much for. Yeah, know, I mean they're cutting it by. I mean 61 percent. Uh, I mean, Which and since thing. the charges were removed, all right, more than 6.2 Kenyans have started using mobile money. It's a country that will not even remove one percent. In fact, they will increase it by 200. I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> <laughs> and volume of transactions has also increased from 162 uh, to. 440 million Kenya is leaving other African countries behind though. Yeah, they are, they are a strong gold in terms of mobile wow. money. I mean, M-Pesa is huge when it comes to mobile money there. That's that's a good one. Uh, I mean, Kenya, so brace up. Uh, 2023, you're going to have to start paying. Mm. Yeah. Uh, I'm sure they know. <laughs> okay, next one is B-Mobile Africa. It is, it's a South African crypto payment gateway. It has introduced... A crypto payment gateway in South Africa <laughs> for businesses. So what it's saying is businesses can receive crypto and with the payment gateway convert it to whatever currency they want to, euros, dollars, rands, whatever you want to. So the whole point is it reduces transaction costs. Mm. And okay. if you're reducing Important. if you're yeah, if you're receiving money in dollars or euros or rands, they're not going to remove fifteen percent. <laughs> Maybe you're getting some percentages off, right, as charges. But, I mean, if you're doing crypto, percentages are very low and transaction or converting it to your basic uh, day-to-day fiat currency would be cheaper than what you have in that in that other space. So, it's a it's a good one. It's yeah, a good it is, one. It and I think they just launched in South Africa in September. 
and two three months down the line they're already launching this innovative mm. solution do you know how many users they have now <laughs> no no i mean we don't know yet we don't <laughs> we don't know yet so uh i mean this is coming at the time where local banks have targeted accounts with cryptocurrencies and you know some other banks and some other countries and things like that and we're not having this this is good we just hope to see how how, how far it goes the innovation does not stop yeah it doesn't stop of course i mean <laughs> every day <It> doesn't stop. <laughs> yeah okay so uh I mean, good news. I don't know if it's a good news, but mm-hmm. MTN will not be the only 5G uh, telco we would have soon because Etel mm-hmm. has also gotten the license. I know to stood Etel one time. Yeah. No. <laughs> no, what no. happened? They wanted to pay the former fee, yeah. but NCC wanted a new fee you know, for a new you building. You have to go to the auction method. Yeah, and I mean, they they are the only ones that want the sole bidding for the Spectrum to launch 5G. In, in Nigeria and you know so they'll be joining MTN. The town red. <laughs> okay, well, yellow and them. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so they'll be joining MTN and Mafab. Yeah. Mafab Communications in having the license to roll out 5G. Uh although we know it's just MTN was rolled out so far. So hopefully Etel rolls out ASAP and you know people yeah. have multiple options to use. Exactly, exactly. It's, it's good for the market. We don't want monopoly. <laughs> it's good for the market. It's actually very good. good. Yeah, I mean, to reduce it, um, charges the fees. You know, mm-hmm. I remember somebody buying the MTN 5G um, pack, and he says it's 150. I'm like, how many people can afford 150? <laughs> so it means that <laughs> a lot of people will not be able to use 5G because they can't afford it. Yeah, and and also NCC are said that there'll be no further bidding. All right, so the commission will move to the assignment stage now to ensure that the rollout and mm, the licensing um, parameters are followed and every other thing is done so no bidding anymore so if you missed out sorry sorry guys sorry really sorry sorry but not sorry <laughs> <laughs> all right so the last news uh, for today patek uh patek is a global vc firm i mean they've rolled they've completed the 120 million euros fourth seed funding round <sighs> Yeah, I mean, startups should be should be should be interested. They should be happy because <laughs> more than twenty million—that's a lot of cash to go around. Imagine you just give put it in my account. <laughs> <laughs> okay, can your account take it? <laughs> we can open an account. <laughs> so the VC plans to invest uh, between three hundred thousand euros to three million euros in about fifty startups across the globe. Mm. All right, and we know Africa has also been a huge um, receive recipient of funding yeah, from true, global true, VCs true. in the last few years. So yeah, African VC African startups, it's time to get innovating, it's time to start pitching. You don't have any idea that we're gonna turn into a startup. We'll discuss after the podcast. Let's not expose the idea. <laughs> <laughs> All right, that brings us to the end of the news around the world. Uh, if you enjoyed this, you should subscribe, like, you should like share, comment, comment, do everything. Do everything. <laughs> <laughs> and don't forget, this podcast was sponsored by our friends at Polygon and Whitebait. Hmm. So, really? Yeah, we are back, right? The conversation of the day. Hmm. Mm-hmm. Hmm. Okay. So, we are just um, trying to look at um, the new CBN withdrawal policy. And, you know, assessing, so the topic is assessing the effects of the CBN revised cash withdrawal limit. Yeah. Um, on Tuesday, that's December 5, uh, the Central Bank of Nigeria imposed fresh cash withdrawal limits on individuals and organizations. So it means that um, individuals, um, the limit for individuals, weekly uh, limit for individuals is 100,000 naira. 
and organizations okay. is 500,000 naira. It will become effective January 9, 2023. Hmm. The memo um, was signed by um, CBS Director of Banking Supervision, Haruna Mustafa, and directed banks to load only 200 naira. <laughs> And lower denominations. It's been a while uh, we had that. In their ATMs. <laughs> um, yeah, so this means that Nigerians will only be able to withdraw 20,000 per day from ATM machines um, by from January 9. So the memo reads, the maximum cash withdrawal over the counter by individuals and corporate organizations per week shall henceforth be 100,000 naira and 500,000 naira respectively. Withdrawals above this limit shall attract processing fee of 5%. And ten percent respectively. So it means that on your hundred, if you withdraw more than hundred thousand, as an individual, you're going to attract the five percent charge. As a, as an organization, if you withdraw more than five hundred thousand naira, you're going to at attract a ten percent charge. Whoa. Now, third party checks above fifty thousand naira shall not be eligible for payment over the counter, while extent limits of hundred mi of ten million rather on clearing checks shall subsist. The maximum cash withdrawal per week. Via ATM shall be hundred thousand, subject to a maximum of twenty thousand per day. Okay, we've already mentioned that. Uh, yeah. Uh, two hundred and below, two hundred naira and below. So no dorime again. So we're going to have ten ten naira. <laughs> anyway, so there's an exemption that allows them um, for five million. Um, allows um, individuals to withdraw as much as five million and ten million. But uh, there are a lot of things you have to submit documents and signatures. Mm -hmm. Anyway, so the CBN has warned that banks, you know that circumvent this policy shall be severely sanctioned. We don't want severely sanctioned. It's a hundred million sanction. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, so a lot of Nigerians have been talking about it, you know, on um, social media and on the streets. Remember, um, I remember asking someone is like, the person first shouted that, ah, what? What they mean by hundred thousand per week, per week? So she was asking, she kept asking, is it hundred per day or hundred per week? Anyway, so yeah, the big question is, is this really for better or for the worse. Um, to help us, um, you know, understand this, we have um, um, a notable player in the space, Mr. Jeffrey Williams Edem. Jeffrey is an expert in sales growth and optimization and is a business and market development strategist. He stays building strategic businesses and partnership across the African payment industry. He is focused on achieving exceptional results in a highly competitive business environment that demands continuous improvement and volume or profit-focused results. His experience cut across business and sales experience in fintech, retail, payment technology, consulting, hospitality, servicing, and OEMs. <laughs> <Damn it. laughs> That's we are excited to have you, uh, <laughs> Mr. Jeffrey. Welcome. Welcome to Tech Bytes. Thank you, guys. Good morning. Good morning. How's your day going? How are you? I'm fine. Uh, it's another hot day in Lagos. So typically, everybody's trying to find shelter and trying uh. to look for all the cash <laughs> they can hold. We are hustling. <laughs> <laughs> Hustle. Don't hold too much, though. There's a new <laughs> denomination out there. <laughs> anyway, so yeah, Naira. Mm. I remember in Naira last year, um, when it came out, a lot of people, you know, talked about it, but, you know, nobody... Now, there's no talkability about Inaira. But now, there's a new policy, you know, to push the Inaira and um, cashless um, uh, policy. Now, a drastic reduction in withdrawal limits. Uh, we know you understand this very well. Um, but what do you think... Um, so, tell, you know, tell us, what do you think the CBN wants to achieve with this? 
I mean, all the different reports that we've seen and all the analysis, even statements released by some of the people that work within the sector as well, um, has reduced this incentive. CBN is trying to reduce um, the flow of cash within the system as the election is coming closer. Um, if you do know, last year alone, about 26.17 was going through the economy without hitting any bank account or going into the banking system at any point in time. That's a lot last year. And so what the CDN is trying to do is to reduce um, high denomination circulation that does not find its way into the shell system. And also to also reduce the um, burden on the newly printed notes. Uh, everyone was to exchange what they've stashed in their house to the new note that has been created. You would find that it would be difficult for them to meet that demand. I mean, you'd know all the things that was going through the social media recently of trailers of <laughs> Naira notes, 1,000 notes in their way hmm. to bank banks and, and all of bank. that. Now, imagine that kind of money being changed to the new currency. I don't think that the CBN can house that kind of print, that cost as well, the operational structure that that would require, even the storage demand that that would, that would require as well. So what they've done is to strategically change the notes and implement a policy to ensure that you are not heavily seeking the new notes or depending on it, and then leveraging the economy that has built up various options for transactions to happen. But there's a reason why most people don't do that. And I guess as we go along in the conversation, we can we can talk a bit around that. That's, that's an interesting one. Yeah. Mm -hmm. <laughs> All right. Um, Jeffrey, you mentioned that uh, the CBN move, you know, is to, I mean, there are several reasons to it. I mean, re printing, the cost of printing, the cost of housing. Mm, nobody's talking about that, but that's it. Yeah. And also having lots of this cash in the system without reaching the bank. So the whole point is for Nigerians to undo less cash, you know, and maybe move towards the digital side. And uh, but uh, you found out yeah, that this I, isn't. I, I, the didn't, I didn't also mention. I, I also didn't mention the side that also has to do with, of course, learning that is happening and the things that having access to cash outside the system encourages. You know, vices are not being able to track properly. Transactions are not being able to track. And so there is also the security, the sanity, the, <laughs> the safety that they're also trying to encourage. And it's also for good in the long run, because people are able to do heavy transactions outside the monitoring system. There are certain economic and, and life risk that also comes from that without having to mention some words of heavy payment that goes when, when certain things go wrong, you know. Yeah, yeah. But you find out that this isn't the um, the CBN's first attempt at this. Uh, in 2019, it announced new changes on and new charges on cash deposits and withdrawals for individual corporate bank accounts. Uh, so, and one thing that we've had over a period of years in government policies is they say they want to do it. They do it a few months down the line. It's back to status quo. Do you think this would be the case this time around, or do you think the goal will be achieved? Well, the one thing that affects Nigeria a lot is accountability. In the corporate sector, in the government sector, in the financial sector, in any institution, 
the one disease that we've not been able to solve properly is accountability. You make a policy within your organization, people adhere to it for six months. On the seventh month, people forget that that policy exists. The people who are supposed to enforce it are either not interested because they are also not accountable. Everything just goes back to status quo. So you are very correct. But let me put a positive spin to this. A lot of the time when policies come into play, um, people feel that um, they, they focus more on the policy, but not the ripple effect that the policy has. Now, in, was it sometime in 2017 or 18 when this came? Now, in all of that, it encouraged a new breed of technology to manage that. We saw better adoption in, in digital channels. We saw more cards being issued. We saw more accounts being, we saw uh, more ATMs being installed. I mean, there were a lot of electronic um, um, investment in, in terms of payment. Now, I see that happening. It doesn't mean that the policy didn't work. It just meant that you implement a policy, you take the time to look at it. I mean, that's what the whole change management is about. You implement something, you give it some time, you see what areas, what loopholes, what are the new trends, what are the new technology, what are the new consumer behavior, what are the new banking realities, and then you further you know, modify that policy to go along. Even this one that we're all having conversations around, the next one or two years, you might see a new trend evolving. And of course, as CDN should do, they will react to it, they will. And when they do, it is also to sensitize and sanitize um, that whole value chain to ensure that the policy delivers on what is meant to deliver. Now, are they downside or upside to all of this? It depends on perspective. To the fintech people, it's a like, yay, we have opportunity <laughs> to do more. For the local woman in the market, it's like, ah, how am I going to manage paying hmm. suppliers? To the guys that are sending or doing heavy transactions, so there are different perspectives to look at. One cannot use one blanket approach to say, did it work or did it not work? You will look at it from the context of who it's, it's affecting. How is it affecting the banking um, sector? How is it affecting the fintech sector? How is it affecting the microeconomics of, of Nigeria? How is it affecting the local woman on the street? How is it affecting you and I? And here is one fundamental thing that most people don't understand is that our average, sorry, the minimum wage of Nigeria is less than 100,000. So everybody's complaining about, ah, I can't take more than 100,000. Oga, how many people can withdraw 100,000 per week? How many? So sometimes we, 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 we go into the narrative of being dramatic as we are as a, as a country. But if you come to the basic, our police force, our military force, uh, the average person that works in my office, the government workers, not up to 100,000 average. So really, who is this policy going to impact? Probably not the common man on the street. There are the million people moving, the millions when you and I are not there. That is where the thing <laughs> would impact the most. Mm -hmm. So you said the 2019 policy actually affected um, electronic banking in Nigeria. But now, how would you describe the state of electronic banking in terms of adoption? Well, I, I think we've really come a long way, to be honest. I think we've really, really come a long way. Um, I'll just give you some statistics. Um, we've had a leapfrog of number of POS terminals deployed. 
we've had a leapfrog of the number of businesses that are on the internet, like you can buy from them. We've had a leapfrog of wallet payments. We've got agency banking. We've, we have over 600,000 agents and that's economic value that that creates in their locality. You know, we have 57% um, of men in Nigeria now banged. We've had, well, about 45% would be women. But you, you begin to see, if you look back three years ago, four years ago, where we are today is beautiful because we are seeing 600%, 300%. Today, you have over 300 plus fintechs in the, in the market providing solutions. What enabling all of this growth? It is policies, policies that create opportunities. I remember um, in one of the, my previous jobs, um, when CBN uh, said we're not going to 100 naira when you withdraw from the ATM, everybody went bonkers, like just comments. But in all of that, opportunities created itself, alternative channels for other ways of transacting, for other ways of getting cash. Banks merged, um, uh, new ecosystem were, were created, more solutions became available. So what I'm begging the industry to do is stop being dramatic, step back, look at the policy, understand the policy, understand the opportunity that it creates, understand what is truly securing, understand what is truly enabling. Now, of course, some policies cannot affect everyone. I mean, even Jesus is, you know. But in the end, you'll find that if we focus so much on the little negative, ignore the bigger opportunity that it creates as well, both for the payment infrastructure within the economy, the players who are also in the payment sector, the people who have benefited. So let me ask you guys a question, right? If tomorrow you start to find that your dry cleaner, Yajimo that is selling Bolly for you, the shoemaker, the 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 taxi driver that are outside the the hailing hailing app, I'm beginning to ask you, Oga, can you pay me in USSD? Or I mean, can you tap and go or something like that? Will that make your life easier? Let me. That's a question for you guys. Will it make your life easier? <laughs> yeah, of course. I mean, I didn't even like holding cash. That's me though exactly exactly so in the end there is benefit and nothing is holding these people back now just to uh, deviate a bit from from our conversation if we look at why people don't take in adopt digital payment you'll find out it's three main reasons in my experience i mean i've been in this industry for 12 years so it's three main reasons the first is trust the second is access to money and the the third is um the fact that they can't the ecosystem that surrounds them does not enable the continuity of that type of currency so let me explain the first one to, to you guys so you find that if for instance i get money i you you, you pay me um in, with your card or in any other way and i can instantly have access to that money right whether it's card transaction or any other and I can pay the next person I need to also buy value from. Would I be worried if you're paying me in cash or not? No. The problem is that you pay a, a woman that is making 10,000 naira a day 
right in digital currency and then she has to wait one day to be able to go to the market and buy fish and vegetables to make soup of course she will not want that but if she gets to the market and she has her money somewhere in some form and she can also immediately pay that woman and that woman can immediately pay somebody else and that's what she's paying and that whole ecosystem is enabled for microtransactions then it makes it easy but today you tr you send hundred thousand naira. you might not see it till tomorrow even that tomorrow said you call the bank and say i made money and then they say oh god wait two weeks there is a transaction that i made a hundred thousand naira. it's been two months now nobody can find the money i don't even want to call the bank's name i've written letter they sent me statement but again how many that's somebody's salary like two people's salary probably as well in the context of nigeria so this is one thing that we're not solving and it's making adoption of this kind of digital channel which the city is heavily dependent on to make this policy work a problem right the second one as well like i mentioned the cost of adoption right everybody wants to go after people that can pay and charge you 0.5 they charge you the cost of pos terminal i mean they charge you 1.5 percent for web yes to a big business that that wouldn't be a lot but if i am making 500 naira per transaction and you're taking 1.5 percent of that or 0.5 percent of that or asking me to buy a terminal of 80,000 naira or 20,000 or 25,000 naira that is still expensive but in the context of nigeria right and you trying to enable payment so i'm saying to cbn yes you're putting up policies yes you are you are enabling the, the the ecosystem for digital payments to be but they are infrastructure problem they are device problem that needs to be addressed can you come down to the below the pyramid and say what can we do at this below the pyramid for adoption how do we build trust how do we make transactions cheaper how do we make instant settlement possible how do we fund their adoption so if you're going to onboard five million market women what would it cost us to do that can cbn fund that can we educate them at that level can we provide some incentive to reduce cost at that level you know these are the kind of policies i think would really improve the adoption and make this this new cbn policy um, more acceptable to people because there are other fundamental problems that are still not addressed. Let's just close the book. Yeah, <laughs> right. I mean, I think you answered my next question, which was going to be about access to yeah. this e-banking yeah. thing, right? I mean, for people in the villages and things like that, they Even don't. In the markets here, yeah, the stress to of accessing this e-banking and all is very heavy. They don't even understand it. Yeah, and I think you already answered that. So, really, if you want to. Anyway, so yeah, um, we actually asked, um, you know, we asked a couple of people how this will affect them, and you know, some of them were talking about um, um, ransom. You know, when they are being kidnapped, you know, <laughs> <laughs> how would they pay ransom? They asked us to bring twenty million, and you know, the limit is hundred thousand. Um, and the CBN has uh, put a five percent charge, a five percent charge on a ten million. That's that's quite a lot. Uh, do you think there should be a form of, you know, should there be exceptions for instances like this? Well, that that's a sensitive topic to to discuss. Um, 
and there are many ways to look at it. I, I, am, I don't think any country in the world would keep an ex give an exception for that. So that's off the table. However, it doesn't also limit the availability of cash within the system. So to be clear, just because you are limiting me to taking 20,000 Naira or getting 100,000 Naira a week does not mean that there will not be cash within the system. So let me paint a picture to you. When we go to the market, the average woman at the market maybe attends to maybe 100 people in a day. If 100 people in a day are spending 20,000 Naira for what they want to shop, right? So there will still be cash because individually, we're going to bring 20,000 Naira to that lady. So there will still be cash within the system. Now, what you may begin to see is that people would want to circumvent the system by not taking that money to the bank because when they go and deposit that large sum of money, what happens is that they need to then pay for it. So the policy to, that we have before this one still enables them to still take some of this money and go and deposit and all of that. But as you reduce that value, what happens is that people are going to hold on to cash more. That is the side effect of this. Now, the other side effect possibly could be that in the long run, the cash holding will be too much because security issues and all of that. They will now, the, the, the woman in the market will now start enforcing you to pay digitally because there's too much cash and she doesn't know what to do with it. Now, this may also create another ecosystem of people who are going around this market and mopping up these caches for the agents as well. So th th there's a lot of dynamics that, that would play out. Now, that you want to make money available when somebody is kidnapped off the table, even if that is going to happen, it will not be a public conversation, right? And even if you needed that, I don't think you want to go to the bank to, to solve that now because the policy doesn't enable that. But it doesn't also mean that cash would not be available in the market. It just means that at that micro level, at the local market where majority of cash transactions are going on, cash transactions will continue to. The problem is that as people become more um, prosperous, the average cash hold begins to increase. They will break away from that circle and try to be banked. So we might receive some success in people trying to be banked as their business increases. But for those who still maintain an average of maybe 100,000 a day, uh, 500,000 a month kind of business, they probably still hold their cash. And you see that circulating around that level. Okay, um, great. You touched on one other question I was going to ask. So you mentioned that um, people at micro level, people would still be able to perform the transaction even with the current limits and all. But you find out that at that micro level, in most places, the banking services, the traditional, like uh, the structure, are not readily available. People have to heavily depend on POS agents, depend on that. And currently, I mean, I was having a discussion this morning in Lagos for 5,000 withdrawal, you're probably paying like 100 naira. Yeah. I just found out today that in some places you are paying as, as much as 400 naira for 5,000 naira. What is the menu? <laughs> <laughs> so if if you currently have that now, despite the the fact that there is no um no limits, now POS agents have to withdraw heavy cash from the bank, incur the cost of five percent or ten percent as the case may be. Now this cost comes back to the yeah, average user. So Maybe that means that the average user that was paying 400 Naira before is probably having to pay like 1,000 Naira now or 2,000 for a transaction that is just still 5,000 Naira. 
what do you think would this not stifle uh the growth. inclusion and growth that we actually want to that's that's a very good mate um i read an article online a very amazing one by um, a blog called him now in the last your opportunity the market impact how impacts agency merchant banking and i mean if you have access to that I mean, go go online and read read about about that on, on online. Um, but the angle I'm going to put this um, to you guys is: Nigerians are very reactive and not proactive. We wait for something to happen and then we take action. When you and I start paying one thousand naira to withdraw five thousand naira, what would you think would be the reaction of the people? In, in your opinion, they will start <laughs> finding out how to get banned correct yeah yeah true <laughs> so did the policy work yes <laughs> in the long run you find that the average ripple effect and the collective achievement of this is that people would start wanting to be banked because outside the banking transactions the cash transactions will become more expensive that's what you will see and as it becomes more expensive because access to cash becomes stifled and people are paying premium for physical cash um, to be available. You want to adopt digital payments. It, it's, it's an obvious fact. And this is where an opportunity sits. The, the, the telcos who have been giving licenses. So you have Mono for MTN. You've got Smart Cash for Airtel. You've got Money Master for Globalcom. And you've got 9PSB for 9Mobile. All of these people have been licensed now. Can they give you banking service? Yes. Can they make your 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 SIM card enable for payments? Yes. Now you can send, you can receive. So do I really in the long term see a problem with transactions? No. These guys are planning. This policy also favors them as well. Because the policy says they need to at least 25% of their business or presence needs to be in those remote, unreached area. Now imagine if we have 45 million people unbanked in this remote, sorry. But five million people unbanked in this remote area, and 25% of that became banked through the uh, the uh, uh, payment service banks. That would be an amazing number to achieve in Nigeria, because then it enables payments to happen. Now these guys can do everything you want to do. You want to transfer, you want to hold money, you want to receive cash, and you can do all of that with your simple uh, uh, non-smart device um, um, today. And so as they build up more services, the banks can focus more on the, you know, middle class, up class, elite banking, smart devices. And these guys can focus more on the artisans, local market, below, below the pyramid people, remote areas, and try and push out as much information and training that you can actually do transactions. So you can go to a lady, right, receive, receive value, pay her 1,000 Naira. She takes the 1,000 Naira, goes to a side roadside person with the same money she has received on her phone, pay that woman, which is pretty much how Impressa uh, evolved um, in the in the East uh, yeah. as well. And we can begin to see some adoptions around that. Mobile, mo mobile wallet is becoming uh, a major part of our existence today. So infusing that into um, a, mob uh, a mobile wallet that does not require a smartphone to operate becomes even more interesting to see so i think the next one to two years you will begin to see 
intelligent devices being developed that can enable this type of transactions, you know, peer to peer. And you will start to see transactions at that level. You start to see people looking for ways to enable more um, services on your SIM card. There is a technology company today that provides over 65% of the phones in Africa. Uh, the Tranchan Group, I think yeah, that's Tranchion. what they are called. Yeah. Almost all of them. And imagine if they enabled all these phones to be able to do transactions in a secure way, working with these four people I've mentioned. I mean, the future is, is amazing. It just people are ready to, to, to work together, then a lot is possible. Okay. So this rule would not necessarily kill POS agents, as people have been saying. It would just help them to become better and upgrade. Okay, good. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah so um, what do you think is the best way? I know you've answered, you've, you've touched on that. But what do you think is the best way, you know, to drive um, financial inclusion and adoption of electronic banking in Nigeria? Hmm. So, why do people take cash? I always tell people, go to the real problem. People take cash because the people they are trying to pay want cash. People take cash because they are afraid that when they get to the place that they need to make payment, electronic payments will not work. People take cash because it makes value exchange instant. So, if I can make digital payment value instant then i would encourage and eliminate those who have those problems right if i can make our payment infrastructure 99.999999 percent available then also solve that part of that problem as well right if i'm able to create trust within the system so that people can trade on this digital platform then adoption would also happen as well now, we talked about agency banking people. Now, one of the things I picked up from this payment log um, um, input was that she said that a future would come where when you go to an agent and you're trying to withdraw, it is going to ask you, who do you want to pay? And you say, oh, I'm trying to pay um, this Okada guy, or I'm trying to pay for this food vendor, or I'm trying to go to this chemist to buy something. And you're like, oh, don't worry. I can pay that chemist for you and provide you evidence that I've paid. So you don't really need to take cash. This is the evidence. Go there. She's waiting for you. Again, because value is instant, because value can be tracked, and because value can be validated instantly, which is a trust part I spoke about. In the end, you'll find that the requirement for cash would begin to decline, and people would begin to adopt and use these uh, payment tools that have become available through the fintechs. No, oh, good. I know you've touched on it um, randomly throughout the course of conversation, but um, in like one, two, three points, could you give us like the next possible policy direction that you think the CBN should take following this um, withdrawal limits and all these rules? Hmm. Well, I definitely see this policy being looked at again in the next one year. So let us not relax <laughs> around it. I think Nigerians are very tenacious. We would always find a way around policies now now are we exactly. so <laughs> the government is going to sit back <laughs> so it's going to sit back look at it and then of course you know modify it as, as things go along and i also think that you begin to see new policies around e-naira i think the, the the future of e-naira is coming very soon 
and I see a lot of adoption already going on, but the future mm -hmm. is coming. So maybe a few more policies around that to make it more acceptable, like public school payment, like government payments to people, this end power thing where you know you, you're pushing money out to the people and you say, you know what, all payments is now going to be on inner. So if you don't have inner, government cannot pay you. Maybe taxation can now become inner as well. So there'll be a lot of policies um, I'm seeing around that. Then the, the last one, I see um, a few things around web payments. I mean, it's been quiet for about five years or so. I, and because there are a lot of more payment options, more transaction routing, uh, you know, and people are converting some of these things that we, we are publicly seeing, the government may sit back and say, well, we've done a very good job around wallets. We've done a very good job around agency banking. We've done a very good job around POS. But for web, let's take a look at that again. Let's clean that up a bit. Maybe it's too expensive. Maybe we need to look at the price and, and put some standardization around that to circumvent um, some of the things that are happening on, on e-commerce websites today and betting websites and all of that today. It's possible that this would be the three direction in terms of policy change um, in the near future. Mm -hmm. Good, great. Uh, I don't know if we <laughs> no, I, I don't, I don't. This has been quite insightful, you know. You see how mm -hmm. we stood like a student. <laughs> <laughs> Listen yeah, to it you. Is. Yeah, yeah, it is. Thank you, you very much. Yeah. You want to do a recap? Me? Yeah. <laughs> okay, I mean, number one, Nigerians will adapt to this. Uh, it's not the end of the world. I like uh, the positivity that he brought to you. Yeah, it's know. not the end of the world. Uh, it just means if you want to do dorime at parties, you want to spray money, you're just going to have to pay more. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, uh, thank you, Jeffrey, for for having this conversation with us. We are we are happy to have you here, and we hope you had a, an amazing time. As well as our viewers, we hope you had an insightful um, conversation and feedback from this policy that CBN has rolled out. So yeah, um, to you we come to your years again next week. Jeffrey, do you want to maybe share your social media handle so people can follow you and hear more sound okay. bites? Well, on Twitter it's Jeffrey W E ten. So the Jeffrey's J E double F R E Y with W E and then the one ten, which is one zero. So Jeffrey B U E N on Twitter, the postings there. And then majority of my conversations are on LinkedIn. My full name is on screen, Jeffrey Williams Eden. You can, you know, uh, engage there and connect with me there. And then I can provide any assistance that I can provide. And thank you again, continues. guys, for having me. It was an amazing yeah. session as well. All right. Thank you, so thank much. you very much. Mine is ActDown07 on all platforms, except LinkedIn, of course. My name is Olua Damler. <laughs> Uh, Just before Mole Omori, anywhere. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Thank you, guys. Still come to your screens and your ears again next week. Take care.